Welcome to the Life's Been Different podcast. We believe that this message will influence you to live life differently by becoming a follower of Jesus. So wherever you are, open your heart to encounter him and go and tell the world why your life's been different. Welcome to the Life's Been Different podcast. My name is Merlo, and I want to thank you for being with us today. We pray that what you hear today will influence you to live life differently by becoming a follower of Jesus as you hear the simple gospel preached. We love how one can go from darkness and into his marvelous light, from Egypt and into the promised land, which is a type of salvation and the title of my first single, Promised Land, available now on all streaming platforms such as iTunes, Spotify, or YouTube. Simply search Promised Land by Merlot. That's M-E-R-L-O. And if you would be so kind, please follow me at Merlot on Instagram and Twitter. And also follow and subscribe to Life's Been Different on Instagram and YouTube. I recently had an interaction with someone who, in my opinion, was totally great. And yet the flow of conversation was mildly awkward, but not on their end, on mine. So, as I do with nearly every interaction and conversation that I have, I went home and thought it through, replaying some of the event in my mind, asking myself, why? I made it awkward because in all seriousness, I am kind of awkward because I'm either extremely quiet or very passionate, but it takes me a while to get going. But then it hit me. I think I know why. It's because of who I was before. Let me explain. I, before 2016, was living in total darkness and sin. I mean, I'm sure there are some out there that did worse things than me, but I was totally not living right. I was not following Jesus at all. If we go way back into the past, even to my elementary school days, the way that I thought that I would fit in and be liked was if I was the class clown. Because of this, mixed with the anger that was rooted from my parents splitting up, I didn't pay attention in school. So the basics of life, I'm not too bright in. Now I'm not putting myself down, but let me give you an example. I still don't know my times tables and I'm terrible at spelling and grammar. This led into the party scene in high school and all that that life consists of. And that led into what I thought was my rap career. My anger and my pride was at an all time high. My identity was lost, and in 2016, I crashed into rock bottom like a plane and straight into the arms of Jesus, and then it happened. I got saved. Praise God. Well, back to being awkward. Because of these things, the society of social media, when I got saved, I took drastic measures to change. I deleted all my music. I got rid of my TV. I literally don't watch TV 
or Netflix. I don't know what's on TV. The most TV that I get is when I'm at the barber shop. I changed the way I dress, my fashion. I gave all of my clothes away. I changed my phone number. I deleted every friend from my life that I knew wasn't good for me. I gave up music completely and I literally started following Jesus with all of my heart and the best way that I could and that I knew how to at the time. Jesus talks about this in Mark chapter 9. He said, if your hand is causing you to sin, cut it off. If your foot is causing you to sin, cut it off. If your eye is causing you to sin, pluck it out. For it's better to go into heaven maimed than into hell doing what you like to do. My hand was causing me to sin with the stuff that I was involved in. My foot was leading me into sin with who I chose to hang out with in the life that I was living. My eye was causing me to sin through social media, through identity, through comparison, by acting like someone I wasn't, and being bound with the bondage and the spirit of lust. So I got rid of it. I got rid of everything. Fast forward, I'm 30 years old now, and I've been sold out for Jesus for four years. But if I could be honest, it's a little hard for me to hold normal conversations with people I just meet. So I asked myself, why? I like to ask myself why as often as I can. Why am I doing this? Why would I do that? And the greatest question of all, how is that working out for you? And then the Lord showed me something that actually encouraged me. He said to me, son, it's because you are set apart. You've chosen the narrow road. You're so detached from the world that you have no interest in normal conversations. Let me tell you what I mean by that. I don't know anything about sports. I don't know what's going on in sports. I couldn't tell you one player on any team. I don't know what songs are out. I don't know what's on TV. I don't know what movies are out. I have absolutely no idea what's going on in politics. Literally anything. I have chosen to be buried in the word of God for so many years that I count all things a loss for the excellent knowledge of Jesus Christ, my Lord. And I have chosen, I have decided to know nothing except Jesus Christ and him crucified. Thus, bringing us to the topic at hand. Because of who I was before, I have taken drastic measures to be completely clean and to live a life of holiness. And the result of that is, I have a clean and clear conscience. And that's the title of today's message, a clean and clear conscience. And now I'm able to say with confidence what Paul said in Acts chapter 23, verse 1. Paul was literally standing in the council of the Sanhedrin, the Pharisees, the scribes, all the religious leaders. He was on trial. They were about to literally put this guy in jail. And they asked him, 
What do you have to say for yourself and what do you have to say for the actions that you have done? And Paul, looking intently at the council, said, Brethren, I have lived my life with a perfectly good conscience before God up to this day. And I pray that I am able to say that about myself, that yo, I have lived with a perfectly good conscience. And because of that, I am clean and clear. I've noticed that the conscience is a big topic for Paul. I have decided to become the master of my conscience. So what is the conscience? Dictionary.com defines the conscience as the inner sense of what is right or wrong in one's conduct or motive, impelling one toward right action. The conscience is a gift from God. It's what tells you, don't do that. You shouldn't say that. Why did you do that? In the Greek, that word conscience is the inward moral impression of one's actions and principles, the inward faculty of moral judgment, and a spiritual frame of reference. The conscience is what eats at us. You know, when we sin, we don't just sin once. That sin, the enemy can bring back into our memory in the future. Therefore, you could be doing something and a thought could pop up in your head and the conscience tells you, man, why did I do that? Or now I know I shouldn't do that in the future. You see, the conscience is something that takes in information. Therefore, we have to feed our conscience with the right information. If we suppress our conscience and we just look at things like, for instance, horror movies or things of those nature, our conscience is diluted with what's right and with wrong. But if you're feeding your conscience godly things, then your radar will go off when you're doing something that you know you're not supposed to. Let me give you an example. I was bound with the spirit of lust for so long. And in these last four years, I've been feeding my conscience with the light of the word of God. The Bible tells us that the eye is the lamp of the body. And if there's darkness there, then how deep is that darkness? So if I'm scrolling on Instagram and we all know that social media doesn't have the best images on it anymore. So if I'm scrolling on social media and I see a picture pop up on my page, my conscience immediately tells me that I should not be looking at that. Then I have the decision to suppress my conscience and say, you know what, I'm going to do it anyways. Or you know what, Holy Spirit, strengthen me in my weakness and immediately look away. But it's that conscience that has my radar going off, telling me what's right and what's wrong and reminding me that the word of God is in me 
Like Psalm 119, 9 and 11 says, How can a young man cleanse his way? By taking heed according to the word of God. Your word I have hidden in my heart that I might not sin against you. Because I have chosen to hide God's word in my heart, my conscience tells me when something ungodly is presented to me and I have to decide to bring up that word of God and not sin against the Lord Jesus Christ. The conscience is a human faculty. It's not spiritual, but we could feed it spiritual information to make our conscience godly, therefore to make it completely clean. Listen, the greatest joy of being free in your mind is to see and behold the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ. When I'm reminded of who I was, where I'm at, and stay focused on where I'm going, having a clear conscience is the greatest reminder of what the Lord Jesus Christ has done for me and what has done in me and all that he's brought me through. We have exchanged the glory of God for mortal man because we are more concerned with the image in the mirror. We have become more concerned with how we see ourselves and how others see us. That is defecting our conscience. And thus, bringing us to the verse that has been beaming in my mind for months. If you have your Bibles, turn with me to 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 12. I love this. You see, the first letter of the Corinthians, Paul was encouraging the church to not fall morally. In the second letter to the Corinthians, there had been false prophets come into the church and they were telling the church that Paul wasn't who he said he was. And this was Paul's response. Verse 12, for our boast is this, the testimony of our conscience that we have conducted ourselves in the world in simplicity and godly sincerity, not with fleshly wisdom, but by the grace of God and more abundantly toward you. I absolutely love this. I find it so interesting that when Paul was getting attacked, he wasn't like, yo, let me go back to Jerusalem. Let me get Peter, James, and John to write me a reference letter on my integrity and how great of a person I am behind the scenes. He wasn't like, yo, let me call Barnabas and Silas and John, Mark and Timothy and Titus. Let me bring them over to the Corinthian church so they can tell you how good of a guy I am when no one else is around. No, he said, my testimony is that I have a clean conscience. And then when nobody is around me, I know in my mind that I have lived godly and holy and my conscience tells me that I am who I say I am. I don't need anybody to tell you that I'm a good person because before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who searches the heart and knows the intents of the thoughts of every man, tells me that my conscience is clean 
and clear. And I have conducted myself in the world, in the church, and also around unbelievers with a clean conscience, with a good conscience, and godly sincerity and a sincere faith. Why? Because who you are when no one's around is who you really are. The real you is what you do every single day when no one's around. Nobody except God knows who you are because your conscience tells you who you are, how you are, and what you are. And Paul is saying, my conscience testifies that I am who I say I am. And I absolutely love this. So how can I encourage you? Because I don't want you to hear me talking about myself because that would be boastful. But what I am telling you is that because of who I was before, I'm extremely excited about what God has done in my life. And I want you to be excited at what God has done in your life and what he can do starting today. I'm excited that my life's been different since I met the Lord Jesus Christ. I was talking with a young man the other day and I asked him, so in those moments where you feel like you're falling short, how long is that normally? He was like, oh, maybe about 10 to 15 minutes. I said, okay. So there's about 168 hours in a week. So you're telling me that you're going to let 15 minutes out of 168 hours determine how the rest of your week is going to go? That's the enemy. He loves to do that. Why would I let 15 minutes of falling short haunt me for months? And that's what the enemy loves to do. He loves to get into our conscience and say, hey, remember you did that. Hey, remember you looked at that. Hey, remember you're trying not to sin. Hey, remember you got saved last night and now you're falling short again. You're not really saved. Yes, you are really saved. The day that you receive the Lord Jesus Christ, your spirit immediately gets born again, but your mind doesn't change. Your spirit changes, but your mind stays the same. So how do we change our mind? We have to renew our minds. And how do we do that? How do we clean up our conscience? Romans 12, 1 and 2 says, And so, dear brothers and sisters, and as I read this to you, I want you to hear this for yourself. Hear me say this to you. My dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all that Jesus has done for you. Let yourself become a living and holy sacrifice, the kind that the Lord Jesus finds acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. Do not copy the behavior and the customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for your life, which is good and pleasing and perfect. Spending time with Jesus will help you unbecome who you thought you were. I say that all the time, but notice the key word there, who you thought that you were. 
and you will start to become all that God created you to be. We have to unlearn ourselves in order to learn and gain the mind of Christ. This, my friends, will clean your conscience. There's no greater feeling in the world than to look my pastors in the eyes, my leaders in the eyes, those who love me, my mom, my friends, or anyone of that sort, any person that I meet on the road, anyone that I interact with, the fact that I can look them in the eyes and know that in the back of my mind there's no hidden sin is the greatest, most freeing thing in the world. And it's very simple. We have to feed our conscience with the Word of God. Therefore, we have to teach our conscience what's right and what's wrong and then stop doing what we know we're not supposed to do and start doing the things we know we're supposed to do. And when we fall short, we have to remind ourselves of what the gospel is. And the gospel is this, that Jesus Christ came into the world to save sinners. In other words, you can never reach sinless perfection. But when you understand what Jesus has done for you on the cross, that your past, present, and future sins are forgiven, when you choose to believe in Him, then you could remind yourself that you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I think the problem is, is that when we receive Jesus, we don't see ourselves the way that God sees us. We don't see ourselves as right with God. You have to start to see yourself right with God. And when you do, you remind yourself who you are in Christ. That you're the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus now. Therefore, that cleans your conscience away. And you can live your life free and open and blameless before God. I love what Paul tells his son in the faith, Timothy. He says this in 1 Timothy 1, 6-5. And the purpose of my instruction is that all believers, that's you and I, would be filled with love that comes from a pure heart, a clean conscience, and a genuine faith. But some people have missed it. Some people have missed this whole point. They have turned away from these things to spend their time on meaningless discussions. My friends, what makes me kind of awkward is this verse. Is that I have chosen to not turn away from these things, but to turn away from meaningless discussions. And that I would just love all people from a pure heart, from a clean conscience, and with my genuine faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. I love how it says it in the King James Version. Now the purpose of the commandment is love from a pure heart, a good conscience, and a sincere faith. My friends, I have chosen the narrow road. I've chosen to be a little bit awkward. And that's okay. And I want to encourage you to choose the narrow road. It's okay to not fill yourself with the knowledge of social media in the world. Because let me tell you, I would rather be a little bit awkward and not know anything about sports or music or movies or entertainment, but hold on to my pure heart, 
my clean and clear conscience and the genuine faith that I have in the Lord Jesus. Because then I can have conversations that aren't worldly, but hold eternal value. And that, my friends, is what's truly important. I'd rather lead you to Jesus than lead you in the world. That's not the type of leader I want to be. I want to be the type of leader that leads you to Jesus. So, how can we do this? You're saying, Merlo, what in the world? That seems too hard. Where do I start? And I'm so grateful to inform you that we have a place for you to start. If you go to lifespindifferent.com, under the followership tab, you can take for free the discipleship course by Solid Lives, authored by my senior pastor. The course that changed my life. You see, when I received Jesus, my spirit became different. But I still had to wake up on Monday morning. I still had to go through the process of changing. Yeah, I made radical decisions to change, but I still had to walk it out. In Operation Solid Lives, the free discipleship course by Solid Lives is what made my lifestyle become different. This is what helped me intake the word of God and flush out the world. And this is what I'm encouraging you to take. It's free. It takes five weeks. And I can promise you that at the end, you will have a clean and clear conscience. And let me end with this. Listen to this promise from the Lord. From Ezekiel chapter 36, 27. Close your eyes and hear the Lord say this over you. If you decide to follow Jesus today, then I will sprinkle you with clean water and you will be clean. Your filth will be washed away and you will no longer worship idols. And I will give you a new heart and I will put a new spirit in you. I will take out your stony, stubborn heart and give you a tender, responsive heart. And I will put my spirit in you so that you will follow my decrees and be careful to obey my regulations. Listen, my friends, today the Lord wants to clean you with water and make you completely clean, to wash away your filthy conscience, to give you a brand new heart and put a new spirit in you. And that new spirit is the Holy Spirit. And when you receive the Lord Jesus Christ, you will be completely clean from all your sins. Your conscience will be wiped away like a fresh new palate. I know the day I met Jesus because my life has been different ever since. And like for me that day, Today is your day, the day of salvation. You're one decision away, or maybe you're ready to finally make your all-in commitment. And when you do, if you indeed continue in the faith, grounded and steadfast, and are not moved away from the hope of the gospel which you just heard, the gospel of Jesus Christ, of which I, Merlo, have dedicated my life to be a servant of, 
then go into all the world and share why your life's been different. Decide and begin to live life differently by becoming a follower of Jesus. I love you. Thank you for listening to the Life's Been Different podcast. For more information on Life's Been Different, our clothing and resources, music by Merlot, or OSL, the online discipleship course by Solid Lives, visit lifespindifferent.com. Hey, if you haven't received Jesus Christ to be your personal Lord and Savior, we would like to give you the opportunity right here, right now. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, thank you for sending Jesus to die for my sins. I confess that Jesus is Lord and believe in my heart that he was raised from the dead and is alive today. Forgive me of my sins. Make me completely clean. Fill me with the Holy Spirit and help me become the person you created me to be. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, congratulations. Welcome to the kingdom. Jesus is real. Turn from your sin, turn to him, and go and tell the world why your life's been different.